Hey there, you're listening to The Simple Home, a podcast for the modern mom looking for a slower pace, a life with less stuff, less to do, and more time for what really matters. Living simply is more than just getting rid of clutter. It's about letting go of expectations to create a life of intention. Motherhood is the ultimate Groundhog Day experience, where much of every day is spent on the logistical stuff necessary to keep everyone alive so you can wake up and do it again the next day. You don't need just one more thing. You need easier ways to manage the constant cleaning and feeding, the overwhelming clutter, the never-ending to-do list. I wish I could hire you a personal chef, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal finance guru, but I can't. What I can do is support you in your journey of letting go of all expectations and taking life at a slower pace. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast today. Hey there, welcome to episode four of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about decluttering, how to get started without feeling terribly overwhelmed, and different methods you may want to try depending on your lifestyle. I'm also going to talk about how to do this with kids. I think the two biggest challenges we face when deciding to declutter are not knowing where or how to get started because it can feel incredibly overwhelming, and then also thinking it's impossible to simplify with kids. I want to start by saying that you don't have to get yourself down to a certain number of things or live in a stark white empty house to live simply. It's not a competition and you don't need to get rid of everything you own and never go shopping again. I also want you to take it at your own pace. Some people can get rid of stuff with very little trouble and will be living clutter-free in a few days. Others need more time to process and go more step-by-step. There's really no right or wrong here. You have to do what works best for you in this moment. The point of decluttering is to get rid of the excess because when you do that, you will be amazed with how much lighter you feel, how much more focused you are, and how much more time you have to enjoy what really matters to you. You will no longer be controlled by the things in your life. You will be the one in control of your life. The definition of excess is different for everyone. So as you go through these steps, take into consideration of what truly is excess and be willing to part with those things. Know that this might take more than one go. What seems like necessary things right now might feel like excess as you continue your journey. Just keep moving towards your ideal space. So let's dive into the 10 tips I have for you to get started with decluttering your house. My first tip is that you should start with the low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit are the things that are super easy for you to get rid of, things that you have multiples of, things that are broken, clothing that's too small, things that are never used, things that might be expired, like food that's been in your cabinet, all of the things that you can easily grab and get rid of. That's the low-hanging fruit. I like for you to start there because it's the easiest thing to get rid of. It doesn't take much thought or much energy, and as soon as those things are out, it kind of inspires you to keep going. Tip number two is that I want you to clear your counters. There are lots of different counters in your house, in the bathroom, in the kitchen, there's tabletops, all of the flat surfaces where stuff seems to collect. I urge you to try to clear those off as you declutter your house because it is going to make a world of difference with the clutter 
that you see and feel as you walk around your home. Tip number three is to identify your active spaces and your storage areas. Now, many of us are storing things in areas that are active in our home that really don't need to be there. So active areas are areas that are used often and they should hold items that are used often, such as your shoes or your pots and pans that you use all the time, um, pins if you use those all the time, different items that you need to regularly get to. Your clothing, for example, your closet is an active space. So if you are also storing things in your closet, now's a good time to identify an area to put your storage items that is not one of your active spaces. My fourth tip is that you use clear labeled tubs for any storage items. Rather than the big tubs that are colored that you can't see through, I recommend getting clear tubs. This way you can easily see what's in it in case you need to get to those items. And if you label it, you'll know right away where your things are. My fifth tip is that you take some time to visualize what you want your space to look like. So sit in your living room and visualize what your dream living room would look like so that you know what you're shooting for before you start getting rid of all of your things. Do this with each room in your house. Um, I especially recommend this with your bedroom just so that you can have the most relaxing space possible when you're trying to get rest and so that you love that space and it doesn't end up being a place where you just randomly throw things or store other items. Tip number six is that you create systems around your active areas. So active areas, remember, are the areas where you're coming and going a lot and where items are coming and going a lot. These items usually need a system to stay in place or stay organized. Otherwise, you're going to get bombarded with clutter over and over and over. For instance, mail comes in all the time. You need a system to take care of that or you'll just end up with piles of paperwork. Um, Your shoes or jackets or backpacks, the things that come inside every single day or most days, figure out a system that works best for you and for your family so that these items don't become a problem. In episode number one of the Simple Home Podcast, I talk a lot about my system for clearing your counters and keeping mail at bay and all of that stuff. So If you need a system or you're just not sure where to start, check out episode number one. I will link to it in the show notes so it's easy for you to find. And that way you can borrow my system or tweak it a little to work for you. So it will help you both with clearing your counters, creating your systems. And then I also talk a lot on that episode about getting rid of low-hanging fruit. So if you're interested, the show notes are at homewithkids.com forward slash episode four. You'll find the link there to the first episode. Tip number seven is that you can try experimental decluttering when needed. So this is probably a term I made up and I talk about it in episode one as well, but this is where you get rid of items that you're just not sure you're ready to let go of yet by putting them in a storage container, putting it out of sight for a little while, and seeing if you revisit it. Now, if you get rid of these things and maybe put them in your garage or in your basement or a closet and you never look at them again, it's probably safe to say within a month or so that you can go ahead and donate or get rid of those items. 
Now, if you find yourself wanting them back out um, and you get them back out, then don't worry about it. Just keep those things. It must be something that's purposeful or useful for you. So go ahead and keep it. My eighth tip is that you start with your own stuff. So if you're anything like me, it's super easy for you to go through your kids' toys and donate stuff or go through their clothes and get rid of stuff, their art supplies. Well, it's easy because that's not your stuff and you're not attached to it like they are. So my tip is that you start with your own stuff, stuff you really have to think about. Um, And there's two reasons for this. One is because it's really only fair to declutter your own stuff and not make your family declutter as well. Um, And the second one is that if your family, including your children, see you getting rid of things, they're more likely to jump on board. So start with your own stuff. Tip number nine is to look at the visual clutter in your house. So you might get really, really good at cleaning up your closet or, you know, the dishes in your kitchen. Maybe you've gotten rid of a bunch of those, but I want you to take a look at walls, take a look at bookshelves, take a look at things that are still cluttering up your space on your walls and just areas when you look around your house, if they still feel a bit overwhelming, it could be that you need to pay attention to the visual clutter. Visual clutter has just as much negative impact on our brain as the physical stuff that's just in our spaces. So really look at that. Now I'm not saying take everything off your walls and remember everybody has their own tolerance level. I'm just saying be intentional about what is on your walls so that you can relax in your space. And my last tip, tip number 10, is you've got to take action, meaning you have to get up and do it, and you can choose the method of your choice. So we're going to talk about some different methods that you can use But make sure when you are done listening to this episode that you take action. Even if it's a super small action, like starting with the low-hanging fruit, just do something to help get the ball rolling. All right, so now you know a few steps for getting started. So let's talk about different methods you can take. So one way you could declutter is you can start with just 10 minutes a day. This will help you start to see the impact of having less stuff and will inspire you to keep going. Just set a timer for 10 minutes and go at it. Maybe your low-hanging fruit, or you might want to start in your closet or your kitchen. Whatever it is, set a timer for 10 minutes, get rid of whatever you can, and come back to it the next day. Another way you can get started is to use the KonMari method, where you declutter one item at a time, such as clothes. So she has a book, The Magic of Tidying Up. I read this book years ago, and it was a huge inspiration for how I handle the stuff in my life now. So if you're interested in that book, I will leave a link in the show notes at homewithkids.com forward slash episode four. Um, And she also has a show on Netflix, so you could watch that to get some inspiration as well. But she likes to go through one item at a time. So Let's say you wanted to do your clothes, you would pull out every item of clothing in your entire house that belongs to you, including jackets from the closet downstairs and your clothes in your closet and maybe extra clothes you have hiding under your bed, any piece of clothing you have, and you would start with that. So another way you could get started is to just go drawer by drawer or room by room. So maybe you want to declutter first your kitchen and then your bathroom and then your bedroom Or you want to start in a single drawer in your office and then another drawer 
and then another drawer. So you can go step by step that way if that feels more manageable. You could also take one weekend and do the entire house at once. So if you have time in the near future, maybe you can get a babysitter or the grandparents to take your kiddos for a couple days and you and your husband or your wife or a friend or anybody can help you go through the entire house at once and you'll be done at the end of the weekend. Um, That's another method that often works for people if you can find the time in your schedule to do so. However, I would say try to do it sooner than later because if you're listening to this, then you already have the nudge to start decluttering. So do it sooner than later so that you don't put it off. Now, another way to get started and my favorite way because I love connecting with all of you is that you could participate in the Simple Home Decluttering Challenge. So you can sign up for that by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash declutter challenge. It's completely free, but you'll have a little bit of a community going through it with you. Um, I'll put that in the show notes as well if you want to get signed up. So again, it's athomewithkids.com forward slash declutter challenge. I would love to have you take part in that. It's five days of emails. You can do it at your own pace of different things to declutter to help you go through your house. So that's another way to get started. And I, of course, would love to have you join us in there and help you continue on this journey. Now let's talk briefly about how to make this happen with kids. (laughs) Because I don't know about you, but my kids are like mini little hoarders. They collect rocks. They want to keep every single little paper they ever doodle on or come across. It's hard to have a decluttered house when you have kids, but it's not impossible. So here's a few helpful tips that might help you make the changes that you want. First is you have to be the example. So like I talked about with you starting with your stuff and decluttering, you have to show your kids the benefits of having less stuff. So they can't just see you getting rid of your things. Um, They also need to see how it benefits you. So if you can talk to them about, oh man, I'm getting rid of this and this other person can use it. Isn't that so great that I'm helping another family? And now I have more room for something else that I may want in the future. Or now I have more time because I don't have to constantly manage this item or different things. However, you can kind of display the benefits of it will help get your kids on board even sooner. My second tip is that you could give your kids a designated space. So this might be that they have a desk in their room or they have a bookshelf or maybe they just have their own room and that's their space or they have an area for their toys in the family room or whatever it might be. If you can designate that space to them and let them know that once that area becomes full or is starting to look too full, then they're going to need to eliminate some of the excess stuff so they have room for new things that they really love. So they'll have a visual to show them that, hey, my stuff's getting a little full. Maybe it's time to go through some things because if I add something else, I'm going to have a problem. Help them to have their own designated space and teach them how to get rid of things if that space becomes too full. Another tip is that you could have a one-in, one-out rule. So if something new comes in, then they get rid of something else. If a new toy comes in, help them to find an old toy they could give to someone else. My fourth tip is to go through their clothes regularly. 
Kids grow quickly and closets can become cluttered with items that no longer fit and are out of season super fast without you or your children really noticing. So help your children to go through clothes regularly and see that if something's too small, we donate it, we give it to another family or whatever you do with those clothes and we move on. Um, That'll just help them to realize that clothes are kind of a constant change in and out, um, especially since kids grow so quickly. My next tip is that you need to give them some grace. Your kid may be inclined to feel emotionally attached to items. You can help teach them that our possessions do not hold our memories and that ultimately getting rid of things is okay, but you really can't force it. You have to give them time and guide them in the process, just like you have to give yourself time and remind yourself that you're not emotionally vested in these possessions. Sometimes it's hard for kids too. And my last tip, most importantly, is don't lecture your children about the stuff they have. Chances are they've learned what they know from watching you. So as you make changes, they will begin to make changes in their thinking as well. But lecturing really never helps. All right, we've come to the end of this podcast. We went through 10 different tips to help you get started with decluttering. And then we talked about some different methods that you can try and how to help your children get involved as well. So I have some action steps for you. First is just get started. Whether you take a small step or you schedule a weekend to get this done, take one step to decluttering your things right when you're done listening today. And the next action step is to start visualizing what you want your space to look like and how you want it to feel. This will give you a great foundation for being able to make the necessary changes And third, I really would love to have you sign up for the decluttering challenge. Remember, it's totally free. It's just a way for me to help you get started, to give you some ideas of where to start and five days of helping you through each space in your house. So that's at at homewithkids.com forward slash decluttering challenge. And it'll just give you a little more guidance as you get going. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.